It is game week, but it's a short game week here on Six Rings and Football Things, Cadillac's Crucial Clashes Edition. We're sticking with the name. I don't care how not crucial the game or the clashes is. Are so bad now. Point. It's so bad now. It is. But <laughs> you know what? You finish. This is football. You put your four fingers up and you finish the damn game. Damn right. You finish the damn season. Maybe we'll reevaluate next year what we should call this podcast. But for now, we're sticking with it. Patriots headed to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Thursday night football, we know when they were first hyping the game, the promo for Amazon Prime had Bill Belichick versus TJ Watt, and they were somewhat prescient because since then, the Steelers have even lost their starting QB. So Thursday night will be Mitchell Trubisky against yeah. Bailey Zappi in a showdown of two teams that really can't score points in the bottom four in the league and points scored. Each is very much capable of putting up single digits uh, on any given game. The over number is currently 30.5. I think there's a chance this plays in the 20s, the high 20s, because uh, I think everybody's probably banging the hell out of the under right now because you should, yep. um, because it's two bad offenses. Uh, one where they fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago, got a little bump after that, but now you lose your quarterback. And then obviously the Patriots are whatever the hell they are at this point. So let's start there before we yep. get into the true clashes. Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com. I want to start with Ramondre Stevenson. We saw he was chugging right along 40 yards right out the gates last week and then had that uh, hip drop tackle issue where he goes to the sideline with apparently a high ankle sprain, reportedly going to miss a few weeks. Um, so he's not going to play in this game, obviously. Probably your best offensive player remaining. Add him to the list of your best players don't get to play in games with Matthew Judon, Christian yep. Gonzalez, Kendrick Bourne, Demario Douglas at all isn't it wouldn't it be smart to just not play Ramondre Stevenson the rest of the year yep that's my take on this whole thing is uh shut him down lock him up do not put him back on the field start his full off-season rehab program today yesterday went Monday really you know when they came back or you know when they finished that game it's like okay you're done high ankle sprain it's not a good injury it's something that he could re-aggravate when he comes back and plays again and you're two and ten. You're not technically. And I saw a um, a graphic floating on Twitter yesterday that uh, there is a chance that the Patriots make the playoffs if they win out and this X Y Z combination happens. Uh, it's not going to happen. Their season's over from a I guess bigger picture goals perspective. Like you're not going to make the postseason. So your best player on offense, you might as well shut him down. Um, if he does go on IR, it's a four week thing. They have five games left. You might as well just IR him, get a roster spot, see what else you have. You know, elevate Kevin Harris this week, let him play, see what you have in him, and go from there. I think it would be uh, not wise at all to play Ramondre Stevenson for the rest of the season. I think you should. Agreed. I think it, you know, A, you put him at risk, but also you put the number two overall pick at risk or the number one because – any given game, I do think he's still capable of rushing for a buck 40, buck 50, maybe winning a game for you. And at this point, I think most of us have accepted you don't want that. And hell, find out what Kevin Harris is. Can Kevin Harris be the backup next year? Because Ezekiel Elliott may not be here. Who knows? Um, the flip side of that is I did want to just real quick, and I did this post game a little bit on the Six Rings podcast. Ezekiel Elliott has been a revelation, a tremendous veteran addition. I'm sure he did not envision being on a two-win team in December when he landed in New England um, with his buddy, Ramondre Stevenson. I think that was part of it, too. But last week, he takes over. And I'm not saying he put forth, like, some classic Zeke game or whatever. No, but he has been 
everything you could ask for in a veteran backup running back, supportive, like made plays. I, they were basically in a 66%, 33% split kind of reps, carries everything. Um, and he was trending much like Ramondre over the last month. He was running right. better. Production was up. Um, so I just, I love what he's done. If I were him, I wouldn't want to be here next year. I'd want to be, you know. In Kansas know, City. <laughs> Kansas like City yeah. or um, the 49ers or like just uh, Miami, like a, a yeah. good team where you could back up and have a nice role on probably a playoff contender type team. But I do think um, Ezekiel Elliott deserves his praise. Let's get to the quarterback position. So Bailey Zappi played. Bailey yeah. Zappi didn't score. But he didn't turn the ball over, so that's a net – I don't know if that's a net positive, net negative, or net nothing. Um, probably a net nothing. Um, yeah. What What were your thoughts on Bailey Zappi's performance? What were your thoughts on – I mean, I think everybody knew he was going to start this week, but his reaction when asked was like, Bill's made it quite clear, but I'll let him announce it. Let's just the whole Bailey Zappi experience over the last three or four days. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly interesting. It's it's fun to follow i guess not fun but it, you know it, it adds a, another element to this really dreary two and ten season like you know a quarterback change you talk to somebody new you see how they react um i thought he was great on uh on our airwaves with uh jones and yep. Mega the other day like he his interview is just a little bit more has a little bit more juice to it maybe it's just a different voice but mac really towed the company line um over especially when they would lose over the last you know six seven weeks with that show and um, you know, Zappy was new and refreshed and kind of had some fun with it. So um, he's interesting to listen to uh, as far as like, I, I know that doesn't really matter, but that's just kind of, you know, my take on it from the, yep. from the radio perspective uh, on the game or, you know, on the game that he played on Sunday, uh, incredibly conservative, obviously, like they didn't really try too much. They tried a couple deep shots to Parker, a couple of them hit, a couple of them didn't. Um, thought he made a nice throw to Tyquan Thornton. Uh, he dropped it. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, man, he he needs help, like in the in the route running department. And I don't think Troy Brown brings that to them. I, I Troy love him, thought he, he was a great Patriot, Patriots legend. But you know, as a wide receivers coach, I just don't think he has it. Uh, and then the one play where Tyquan actually does run a good route, he, he drops drops the pass that Bailey put on his hands. So uh, tough all around, I think. Um, you know, again, it, yes, it's good, I guess, that you didn't have turnovers from the quarterback position, but you need to score points. And when I actually – I spoke with uh, Nesson's Dakota Randall for the Six Rings uh, beat reporter chat. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. It'll come out on the feed uh, later in the week. Um, he basically said that – and I, I kind of agree with him. If Mac Jones played that uh, played that game against the Chargers, the Patriots might have won because there would have been a little bit more aggression. They might have been able to – you know. For better or for worse, he might have tried something that actually could have went good. It also could have went bad and could have been a crazy, you know, Mac Jones interception that we've seen. But um, yeah, overall, tough to not score points. I think he saw the pocket better. He, you know, kind of, you know, read and reacted to the rush a little bit better than we've seen Mac. He didn't panic. But at the end of the day, you need to score points in this league, and they didn't do that. So, um, there. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of where we're at with this team right now. Yeah, and. I do agree. Like if, if Mac plays that game, you probably get in the red zone and then he might turn it over in the red zone. Yeah. You never got in the, which would you rather do never get in the red zone or turn it over when you get that? I don't even, you know, neither is good. Neither is good enough in the NFL. Um, the question I wanted to ask you, because I've seen uh, our buddy Tom Curran floating this over on quick slants and sort of the discussion of the quarterback situation moving forward. Mm -hmm. We all know they need a starter. We all know they need right. maybe a veteran, maybe a top two or three pick, whatever the details are of the off season. 
But his question is, you know, should Mac be back? He's on a cheap deal. And I think you can ask the same, depending on how Zappy plays over the next five games, could he be your veteran that you bring back for, you know, to compete with a rookie or compete with another, whatever. Do you, if I had to make you decide right now, Mm -hmm. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, both are back in 2024. Neither is back in 2024 or tell me which one could be back in 2024. Oh man. I mean, they're both under contract and I find it hard to believe they're going to like cut, they might cut Zappi because they already did it this year. Yep. Um, If I had to guess right now, I'd say Max probably back. Um, I know, but ah, man, I don't know because they could trade him if they want to and he wants out and they kind of agree to part ways. New coaching staff comes in. But again, with with what Karen said, he's under contract. uh, So he's cheap. He could be a bridge guy. Um, I think that everything Mac has done since the benching, aside from not coming out for warmups on Sunday, which I thought was pretty odd. I think he's taken it on the chin. Like, I think he's handled it well. I think uh, the things he said when he said them, um, both in press conferences and on radio, he says it's his fault. He understands the decision. Um, and again, aside from not being out there for warmups, he was, you know, he was in Zappy's ear and he was kind of, you know, there were some times where he would kind of wander off on the sideline. I kept an eye on it to see how he reacted, but he seemed pretty engaged on the sideline, like talking to Bill O'Brien, you know, watching them and, um, Zappy said it the other day that Mac was in his ear, you know, saying what he saw and whatnot. And so and the other thing I saw from Mac, which I thought was pretty cool, was uh, when Stevenson went down, Mac was one of the first guys on the field to check on and make sure it was okay. So, again, that's just little things. But m- my point being, he's a good teammate. He cares about the guys here. Um, so if he was asked and there was no trade market and value for him on the uh, on the open market, then I could see him coming back and kind of wearing it and be like, okay, this is my job and this is what I'm going to do. Um, so if I had to guess right now, I, I guess, I guess I'll say Mac is back and Zappy's gone. I don't really know how it works, but I think you'd probably be better off with Mac Jones being your backup quarterback than Bailey Zappy. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a tough question because yeah. A, it's a long ways away. B, we don't know what happens down the stretch this season. For all I know, Mac gets forced back in there and looks good for three games. And maybe that alters the opinions. Maybe he somehow learned from having to watch for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Maybe Malik Cunningham is is out there in a week. And maybe he's, there's a lot of layers. And you mentioned the coaching staff. If a new coaching staff comes in, that in and of itself is kind of a new beginning and a fresh right. start, right? So Maybe he, you know, the change of scenery, well, maybe the scenery around him changes. So that allows him to stay. A, a decent example in a guy I look at like with that is Alex Smith from the 49ers, who was the biggest bust, one of the biggest busts in NFL history is when he, in NFL history, when he was in San Francisco under Mike Singletary. I think they went like one and 11. He didn't throw a touchdown. He threw like 15 picks as rookie or whatever. That Those numbers might be exaggerated. But the point being was he was awful for the first few years of his career. They bring in Jim Harbaugh. They draft Colin Kaepernick a year or two later, I think. But Harbaugh came in, and Alex Smith was a completely different quarterback. He took him. He didn't move off him. He took him and molded him into you know the the ten year vet that Alex Smith ended up being. At the beginning, it looked like his career was over. So you're right. A change of scenery, new coach, same place could be what Mac Jones needs. And I'm not saying they fully invest in him. Like it wouldn't stop them from bringing in a veteran or bringing in a a top three pick. I'm just saying. If Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien are gone, maybe we know Robert Kraft has been, quote, a fan of Mac Jones's over the year, uh, years here. So it's an interesting situation. 
Um, I like Bailey Zappi's demeanor. Like, I think he's brought mm-hmm. a positive energy over the last week. Um, I don't yeah, think he's good. Like, I don't think there's much upside there to him as a player, which is obviously the end goal. You can have all the energy and positivity in the world, but if you can't, if you can't score a single point when you play offense for your team, then um, there's no value in it. But obviously, right. lots could change in the coming weeks. Um, okay, so let's get into this game. Because, sure. well, why not? It's a game and we're paid to get into it and yeah. have matchups. Definitely going to be a quicker quicker pod and quicker column here because it's tough to get into, especially on a short week. <laughs> yeah, no, you, ha- you have two offenses that don't score a lot of points. The Patriots, we know. The Steelers have five games with less than 10 points or 10 points or less themselves. They're 0-5 in those games. They're 7-0 and in their other games. They're a 7-5 yeah. and football team. Mike Tomlin sort of in line for another one of his mediocre but doesn't have a losing season. Um, I think they have questions about the quarterback position, even when Pickett is healthy. Um, certainly defensively, they can play. They're, uh, I think they're top uh, six or, yeah, six yeah, they're points six allowed. Yep. So, I mean, they're a good defense built around T.J. Watt with his 14 sacks. But the thing that jumped off the paper to me is they are tied for second in the NFL in turnovers, plus 10, 20 takeaways. 12 interceptions spread around 10 different guys. So, like, there's always a guy getting his hand on the ball. And I think Bailey Zappi, even though we just talked about Bailey Zappi didn't turn it over last week, from what I've seen over the last couple of years, Bailey Zappi generally gives the opposition a chance to touch the football. 100%. If you do that to the Steelers, they're going to catch the football more often than not, and that could be the difference in the game. But let's uh, let's start to break this down. Two bad offenses, low-scoring affair as expected. It's a night game at Three Rivers. I haven't, not Three Rivers, but I'm not going to say whatever the new name of it is. Heinz Field, Three Rivers. I'm not calling it the new one. You know, right there with it can be wind. There can be issues with kickers and young quarterbacks and bad quarterbacks. So what is Cadillac's first crucial clash for this Thursday night football affair? So first and foremost, I'm looking at the best player in the game in TJ Watts. Taking on one, probably Mike Onwenu um, at right tackle. Um, because, you know, look, Onwenu has been, you know, the epitome of versatile and consistent over the last four years since he's been a Patriot. Drafted him in 2020, six-round pick, moved all across the line, played everywhere but center, um, and has really played well every time he's been called upon to sort of switch it up. Um, last week, I know you noted this in your thumbs up, thumbs down. He was a thumbs down. He he didn't play well. Um, we talked about it on the post-game show as well. Um, he probably, you know, moving forward might and should end up as a guard. Um, he's good at tackle. He's great at guard. This has kind of been the back and forth with him, you know, the last year, year plus, like if you don't have a right tackle, you might as well use him there. Cause he's good and figure out the inside. But at the end of the day, if you can get a right tackle here, move on when to guard, pay him, whatever. But again, that's a conversation for another day. The point being, he struggled against Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack ends up with two sacks, a bunch of pressures. Um, I think only one was attributed to Anwenu, but regardless, um, he was subpar against a, a top player in the NFL. Now he has to play an even better player in the NFL in TJ Watt. Like you mentioned, 14 sacks. Um, best player in this game, one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, dominant year in, year out, just like his brother was. Like I think argue, you could argue that he's going to end up better than JJ um, when it's all said and done. Um, that kid's just, he's just a beast and he's resilient and he gets hurt and he comes back and he doesn't quit. And, um, I'm just kind of watching to see not only on when I, I'm going to write it as on when versus TJ Watt, but really 
you know, Watt's going to line up all over the place, especially if Trent Brown doesn't play, which we were talking about before the show. He, um, Trent Brown was uh, at practice on Tuesday, but kind of just stood there and watched Willow's helmet on. Um, so they only ended up practicing for 30 minutes. He wound up being limited, but he might not have done anything besides stretch. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if Trent Brown doesn't even play in this game. So uh, how do how does this Patriots offensive line that has struggled this season against pressure with Bailey Zappi, who has done a little bit better than Mac Jones against pressure, at least last week, but how do they mitigate TJ Watt, the best player in the game? That's what I'm going to keep my eye on that side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not supposed to like admit, oh, you love somebody on the, I love TJ Watt. Like he yeah. is that combination of high motor, high talent. And I also think I was reading some of the quotes. He's been bitching about getting held, like yeah. comparing it to Shaq. Wouldn't surprise me if he earned buys himself a couple calls this week um, on one of the Patriots offensive linemen because he's bitching about it. Refs yeah. are maybe a little more attuned to it. Um, and you noted it like Connor McDermott kind of struggled a little bit at times last week when he was, first of all, they struggled to swap out. They had a 12 men penalty when they swapped out um, classic 2023, 20, 2022 type Patriot maneuver there. Um, but I just, you're right. And Watt, he may be inside at times. David Andrews sneaky struggled last week. I thought yep. um, Cole strange, this should be a matchup that benefits him. Cause everybody tells me he can't deal with the big, you know, Quinn and Williams types. Well, if, Watts in front of you. He's not bigger than you. Can you use your athleticism to deal with him? I don't feel great about that. So no. <laughs> um, the game wrecker like tag that people put on, like TJ Watt can be a game wrecker. Yep. Um, and this offensive line, I think, just showed last week with Khalil Mack, and it, it, it's capable of giving up game wreckers. So um, if if you're going to pick one matchup in a game that doesn't have a ton of star power, and a, that's a pretty – take the best player in the game against a unit that we've talked about from – july 28th on as a major issue for the yep. patriots even though felt like a couple weeks ago it settled in a little like trent brown yeah. was out there on when it was at right tackle we started to get like a i guess a false sense of security and capability from the line now it feels like well yeah, and they like, played well sorry to cut you off but they played well against the the bills who had the best pass rush in football right. the most sacks and like they scored 29 points like that game was just such an anomaly but that that was one of the tipping for it was like oh maybe they've sort of figured it out yeah i'm not sure they figured it out i think i if i don't know what the number is i haven't looked for a player prop if it's like a half sack or a sack and a half but i i'd feel pretty confident putting a couple units down on uh, mm. tj watt on the over for sack totals okay mike cadlick weei.com cadlick's crucial clashes number two for this once great rivalry game that probably has Tom Brady rolling in his career grave thinking like, I used to score 30 against those guys by myself, never mind the game total. What's next on our list? Yeah, a night game at uh, a night game in Pittsburgh at the yes. old Heinz Field was Brady's like classic. Yeah, classic. Dick LeBeau's defense. Ooh, you do what you do. I do what I do. I score points. Now we got two teams that couldn't score points if you spotted them the POI. Yeah. There's no ketchup bottle. There's nothing. It's at, at, I don't, you know, you want me to say it? Acrisure Stadium? Is that what it's called? Ugh, yeah, it no, we're not doing that. I don't yeah. even know what that is. We're not doing that. I'm not giving them the publicity that they paid tens of millions for. Yeah, right. right. Um, all right, number two. So you mentioned it. This Steelers defense, like, you know, at its core is one of the better units in football. They score or they let up just 19 points per game, sixth overall in the NFL. Um, but when you break it down into like run defense, pass defense, both units are kind of like, you know, subpar as far as yards per game. They sort of, they let you have it and then they, they shut you down. Like you said, you know, turnovers in the red zone, what have you. They only, 
obviously allow 19.1 points per game. But um, what I'm looking at in this one is the Patriots pass catchers against the Steelers secondary because, you know, you mentioned that secondary, but they have guys, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, rookie Joey Porter Jr., uh, Patrick Peterson, Keanu Neal, Demonte Casey, like all these guys who, you know, they actually have, I, I'm pretty sure Casey, Keanu Neal, um, and somebody else that, you know, I'm blanking on the top of my head, but like they have a bunch of older um, Arizona, or not Arizona, Atlanta Falcons defensive backs when they had a pretty good unit and they've sort of brought them in. So I don't know if there's any turnover changeover in like the, the defensive back coaching department that brought them in, but regardless, um, uh, you know, some solid pieces in that secondary uh, that can really throw you off. And um, again, Bailey Zappi last week threw for less than 150 yards. They didn't score. The wide receivers don't separate. They have, you know, an ailing Juju Smith-Schuster, a Taekwon Thornton that can't run routes, and a Devontae Parker who literally, yeah, he's a, he's pretty good at the jump balls, I'll admit that. But even last week, he couldn't keep his feet in bounds. And, um, you know, he, <laughs> we were talking about the other day, he'll like, they'll be down six, six, nothing and not score a point. And then he'll have one like 18 yard catch, which good for him. Then he does that shoulder shrug and he's like, yeah. And it's like, what are we doing here? But so, and again, I don't, I don't want to, you know, yeah, I guess I am making fun of him a little bit, but like, it's just, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of silly when you're down six, nothing and you, you, your team stinks, but what have you, um, I'm keeping an eye on this, this matchup because, the the run defense with the Steelers, obviously, you know, they they allow 121 yards a game, but you're missing Ramondre. They might shut that down. Zeke might play well. Zeke's pretty good in this stadium. A couple years ago, he uh I think it was his rookie year, he went off against the Steelers at at the old Heinz Field. But um really I think it's gonna come down to uh with scoring points and you know beating the Steelers team, it's gonna come down to what Bailey Zappi can do in the passing game if they you know, take the ropes off a little bit and let him be less conservative and trying to kind of try and sling it. Um, you got to worry about all those defensive backs in the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Zappi's going to need help. He's not, you know, just going to carry. He's not Josh Allen. So right. if I made you pick one guy, two guys from this kind of mass of complementary options, mediocre options, is there anybody you feel like there's any positive momentum due for like a, and I'm not saying, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, 11 for 140 or mm -hmm. something. I'm saying, is there anybody due for like, I don't know, six catches for 78 yards or something? Honestly, like I'll say Devontae Parker. Like, again, and he kind of did it last week. I think he had like six for, yeah, yeah right. Get, get the whole thing. You can only imagine and, how much he'll sell. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I, even last year, like he had a couple 10 for 100 games, I think, last year. I think yep. he went over 100 once or twice. And so, uh, yeah, and and if it's going to be someone to do it, it's going to be Zappy, who has actually had a decent connection with him on the deep ball. And you saw it last week, and you saw it last year. So, yeah, maybe I could see Parker going for, like you said, eight for eight for ninety. But um, you know that could also put them at risk of you know a few interceptions because Zappy does get you know trigger happy in that. And you saw it in in Germany when he threw that one down the middle of the pop, and it, there was eight guys there. He threw it into a team meeting. So. Um, if there is one guy, I do think it's going to be Parker because I just don't see it with Juju. Um, Hunter Henry, I mean, he's going to be end up being covered by like Minka Fitzpatrick, and that's just probably not going to go well. Um, and then tomorrow, Douglas probably isn't going to play. He didn't practice yesterday. He's out with a concussion. So they're going to struggle passing the football again. Um, but if there's one guy to answer your question, I think Parker could maybe, you know, have some a little bit of success here. So. The just touching on it real quick because you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. I think we're likely to have a, a running back promotion from the practice squad. Yeah. Um, 
whether it coincides with a move with Stevenson or not, I think you need another running back on the roster. Do you think it's my guy, Kevin Harris? Is it whoever that other guy is? Michael, what's his name? Michael Michael, Hasty. Michael, yeah. Uh, Who do you think could get, somebody's got to get some touches, I would think. I think it's going to be Kevin Harris. Um, Nice, I like him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hasty is, I know, Hasty is, uh, Hasty's more of like a change of pace third down back. Um, he's he's on the active roster, but he's been a a, a game day scratch every week. Um, he's just not that like. I probably should know that he was on the active roster. I did okay. not know that. Jesus yeah, yeah, he's, 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 they they put in a waiver claim for him a few weeks ago. He's on he's on the roster. He just hasn't he hasn't actually played. Ty Montgomery is another guy who, again, he's a third down you know special teamer pseudo wide receiver type guy. Like I don't see him being second in line to Zeke, just like I don't see Hasty being that. Okay, so you get Kevin Harris and his big old thighs. Yeah, exactly, which is why I think they'll elevate Kevin Harris. And he played well when, you know, when he got the chance last year, he played pretty well against Arizona in that game. Him and Pierre Strong kind of had their breakouts in in that game. Um, Obviously, Pierre Strong's gone and Kevin Harris didn't make the roster. But regardless, uh, I do. I would be kind of surprised if they don't elevate Kevin Harris before tomorrow's game because they need another sort of bowling ball back to take the carries off of Zeke. Okay, see, in this world of like, you know, small victories or little things to look forward to, I look forward to seeing maybe Kevin Harris. Now, I also look forward to the tweets coming at me. I thought you liked Kevin Harris. This guy sucks. He's averaging yeah. negative two yards a carry or something. Like, that could happen too. I don't rule that like out. Every, like every time when uh, James Robinson, is that his name? James yeah. Robinson gets cut in practice yeah. squad and I always tweeted at you like that. You, at, you a-holes on Twitter. You're <laughs> all the same. Uh, okay. So Cadillac's crucial clash is number three in a game where I'm surprised you were able to go three deep here. What is third on your list? Well, we are grasping at straws here, uh, but it is uh, I- I'm looking to see how Bill Belichick and I use this a lot, but it's sort of, um, you know, kind of goes with how the Patriots want to win games. But it's how Belichick and the- this defense take on the opposing quarterback. And this week it's Mitch Trubisky. Um Trubisky was the former number two overall pick. You, you, you know the drill by now. He's gone around. He was the starter. He got paid, and then Pickett came in, and well, whatever. But um, I'll be curious to see how they sort of take him out because this Patriots defense is playing outstanding football. They have allowed 10, 10, and 6 the last two weeks, and they are 0-3. Every time they're asked about it, um, you know, I, you liked, and I know you liked Jalen Mills quote the other day, like six, not good enough. We lost by six. We got to do better. Like, and good for them to take it on the chin. I don't know how, how more, how much more they're going to be able to do that. Um, and how much frustration sort of boils over. But, um, I thought it was interesting too. Jabril Peppers this week or last week, whenever said like, no, Belichick tells us, you know, what to be prepared for, you know, what's in front of us. And he knows that this is going to happen. And, the, every week we outline the game. Belichick tells us what's going to happen, and we don't execute it. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting. To like, okay, no, Bill Belichick, the coach, is still really, really, you know, good and important and good at game planning. How it all, you know, lines up and unfolds with personnel and what have you is a different story. But my point being is, they're going to have a plan for Mitch Trubisky, who isn't that great of a quarterback, with a new offensive coordinator who doesn't have a ton of reps with these guys. Um, the other thing I'll say too, and it sort of has to do with the offense overall with the Steelers, we haven't touched on it yet, but uh, Najee Harris didn't practice yesterday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, I don't know if he'll end up playing Thursday. It could have been a rest day. could just kind of get right. But um, their backup running backs, Jalen Warren, who's had a pretty good year too. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, you might be working with a backup quarterback and a backup running back here against the Patriots defense that has really balled out over the last few weeks. So um, 
it's going to be low scoring. Like, it's no doubt about that. We were talking about it beforehand about betting the under. I think I'm going to have to do it this week. Like, there's not going to be a lot of points scored. And how they shut down and figure out Mitch Trubisky with a new offensive coordinator is something I'm going to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I've – um you may have heard, so on the Rich Keefe show, I talk a lot about the Celtics, and I feel like I can, if you just show me the box score and I look at the three-point shooting and the turnovers, I can pretty much tell you whether the Celtics won or lost that mm-hmm. game. Like, it's a pretty simple measuring stick. When they shoot 20-something percent and turn it over 15 times, they lose. When they right. shoot, you know, north of 30 and they take care of the basketball, they almost always win. I think this is going to be sort of a simple statistical game where, probably turnovers and red zone. If I just look at those two things, A, did anybody get in the red zone? B, did they, God forbid, score a touchdown when they got in the red zone? And where's the, if if the Steelers play their style and are plus two or three in the turnover department, they're going to win the football game almost regardless of everything else that goes on. There could be some details like Chad Ryland could miss a kick at the open end of the stadium or like there could be some other factors, but I do feel like this is a pretty simple game about turnovers and red zone and the Mitch Trubisky thing. I mean, he's a backup journeyman. He's part of the reason some Patriots fans don't want Drake may because yeah. God forbid you draft a North Carolina quarterback who wore the same Jersey. That means the next guy couldn't possibly be good or better or different. Even um, though Trubisky played 12 games at UNC right. and Drake may has played like 30 something. Right. Like. Right. It just, it, it make it never made any sense to me, yeah. but he was a bust as a number two pick. So, but, so here's my good. question. Is he that much worse than Kenny Pickett? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think they either. are a team without a quarterback. I, yeah. I definitely think. And unlike the Patriots, I think if you put a, a average to above average quarterback on that team, I think they're pretty good. I think, yeah. you know, you have two running backs. I know Najee Harris has been a disappointment as sort of a workhorse and what he was supposed to be out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. But Warren is more explosive. They have a tandem. Pickens is a pretty good receiver. Like they have some talent there. And yeah. certainly defensively, I feel like if you put a better quarterback on that team, all of a sudden, those games I talked about, 0-5 when they, they can't score more than 10 points. Okay, so you scored 15 or 20, and you probably win all those games. Right. And now suddenly you're like a 12-win, a 11-win football team. So, yeah, I think they're they're in that mediocre land where when do they realize they don't have a quarterback? At what point do they realize right. maybe they should go get somebody? Um, but, yeah, this is these are two te- the backup quarterbacks, two teams without quarterbacks, two teams with good defenses, old-school football. Maybe we'll get some numbers that compare to the – 38 Cardinals or the whatever like we've been getting in recent weeks where yeah. you know well, those are the kind Chicago of a, Cardinals right yeah the 1938 Chicago Cardinals but you're right Love low scoring team. I mean it, it's so obvious that it's going to be low scoring it's almost like the football gods are going to say oh I'll show you and it's going to end up like 35 32 or something because yeah. crazy crap happens but I wouldn't put my money on that so uh three crucial clashes in the books that means yeah. Mike Cadlick is now prepared to make a pick in this football game for a Patriots team that well, they don't score any points, and they haven't been able to win games of late. So the Bailey Zappy experience, we thought maybe you'd get a Bailey bump last week. That never happened. Nope. Maybe Bailey bump comes in prime time on Thursday night? No. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't even what know. What the positive guy? What happened to Mr. Like? What am I supposed to do with this team? Are you kidding me, man? Like, uh, week after week, it's a good uh, That's uh, the promo right there. Yeah. 31-something. What am I supposed to do with this Yeah. Team? I mean, seriously, it's tough. And I say it every single week until I see it. I can't back them. So, um, like you said, old-fashioned, hard-nosed defensive football, cold Pittsburgh, yellow seats, terrible towels. It's going to be – the aesthetic will be cool. The game itself is probably not going to be that exciting. 
Um, I'm going to go Steelers win 10 to three low scoring Patriots. Again, don't score a touchdown. Um, Steelers get in once kick a field goal, but um, you know, with the way the Steelers are playing defense at home, um, Patriots team in complete disarray, no answers on offense. Like it's hard to back them and 10, three might be a little low. The Patriots might get in and you, you could see a 13, seven, but the reason I put it that low is because I'm on, uh, I'm on the Steelers to win and I'm on the Steelers to cover. And I think the under is going to hit as well. So um, I'm going to go with 10, three Pittsburgh. I just, I don't see them getting the offense going again this week. I really don't. So I just did a quick check. Um, it's going to actually be a decent night, 40 degrees. Okay. Um, 5% chance, so almost no percent chance of precipitation, six mile an hour wind. So going to be decent. Now it is right there on the rivers. That was my joke earlier in the week. My lame dad joke was, we know there'll be three rivers at uh, the uh, game on Thursday night. Will there be three points from the Patriots over under? Awesome. And it's actually a, a legitimate yeah. wager right now. If you were, mm -hmm. if it was a Super Bowl, you could make that on one of your like 20 props. You, yeah. you have to answer yes or no. Um, no, I agree with you. Again, something wild and crazy could happen because it's the NFL. And just right. when you think you figured it out, a ball bounces funny or you get a tipped ball, pick six, strip sack, something. Um, but I'm with you. I'll push everybody over to the six rings and football things, main feed for my prediction. But yep. I'm pretty sure I'm in like week four of saying I have no reason to pick the Patriots the rest of the season. So until something changes, as you said, until they show me something, till Zappy shows me he's right. going to inject life. I'm not going to pick the Patriots. So Patriots, Steelers, Thursday night, Bill Belichick versus TJ Watt, Bailey Zappi, Mitchell Trubisky, announcer voice. You can't even make this game sound good. I don't even know if Al Michaels is going to show up to the booth. I think he might just hand it over to Tony Gonzalez Can or something. Can you imagine? I mean, I know he's getting paid good money, but like right. how disciplined, like this is a guy that's done some of the greatest games in any sport in the history of the world over mm -hmm. the last 40, 50 years. And now he's doing Mitchell Trubisky, Bailey Zappi in prime time on a streaming service like yep. the under. And I mean, I guess the highlight of the game might be uh, Kirk Herbstreet bringing his dog. Like, yeah, seriously. Give us some footage of the. And I feel like they could do that, by the way. Remember, what was it, two weeks ago or whichever game? Giants, Giants, Patriots, yeah, the straight hand interview, straight hand. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, are, they probably have something prepped for this game where they're like, yeah. if this becomes a real dog, let's put Kirk's dog on tv for yeah. five minutes and try to distract people and entertain people because otherwise you know what's the point as bill belichick says he doesn't even do streaming so if he were home he yeah. wouldn't watch this game <laughs> nope he has no idea how to get it on not sure uh, how many people will be watching other than those that uh, utilize our friends at FanDuel to place place a wager maybe on yes. the under maybe on the steelers whatever you want to do he's mike cadlick i'm andy hart this is six rings and football things the crucial clashes edition Patriots Steelers Thursday night watch and then listen to the Six Rings post game show live on WEEI from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. where we'll break down all the exciting action that you saw on your streaming service. <laughs> Can't, Can't believe wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.